0: It's time for Bring Your Own Lunch, a podcast for your whole face, with your host, Dave T. Koenig. All right, come on in. Welcome. Have a seat. This is the Bring Your Own Lunch podcast at bringyourownlunch.com, the magic of iTunes, the majesty of Stitcher, and however you found your way to download this program, I thank you. As you heard at the top, my name is Dave T. Koenig. I'm an actor, writer, director, producer, comedian... All around swell fella, I once shared an elevator with Matt Lauer and, of course, the host of the podcast you're listening to right now, BYOL. That's the hashtag you can use if you want to tell your friends about our show. And if you do, man, that's just so cool. If you do, glad you can join us. Uh, This week, my guest is... Man, is she a professional or what? Uh, Olga Meredith, or Olga Meridiz, and we'll get into the pronunciation thing, but she has um, just an amazing career. She has been uh, a star of Broadway, television, film. Uh, She's done a ton of voiceovers you may have heard, uh, and also is uh, just an all-around good person and uh, somebody I'm glad to call a friend. Uh, Olga's uh, probably biggest... um, Role That she's known for is uh, originating the role of uh, the Abuela in the Broadway version of In the Heights. She performed that role throughout the entire run, and uh, that show uh, is beloved by many, many, many people, so I think she's still very well-recognized. Uh, for that one, but she's also uh, in the upcoming season of Orange is the New Black, and she recently played George Lopez's mom in the series St. George that had a run on FX and is uh, right now looking for a new home. Uh, Olga tells us all about her career. She started uh, right off the bat. Uh, She's been at it for uh, over 30 years and um, has seen the business change, and she's uh, watched as, as things developed and and talks about how um, she's uh, still still going strong. I mean, she is she is far from done. Uh, but she's got tons of credits. People that she's worked with include uh, Meryl Streep and Sidney Lumet and Robert Redford. And oh man, there, there, there's very little she hasn't done. And her um, her entry into the world of acting is as unique as anyone's uh, we've had on the show so far. I think there's a the theme that has occurred um, in the people that I've had on this show. That, that that nobody uh, has so far come up with a, a prescribed path to become an actor. And in fact, so many of the people I've had on this show started off thinking they were going to do something uh, vastly different. But the pull to become an actor or a performer was so strong that they they were drawn to it and they, and they came back to it. And, and uh, it just goes to show. And I think if there's anything you take from this is that if you follow what you really feel in your heart you want to do. Things can happen, but like uh, Wayne Gretzky says, you know, you you don't make 100% of the shots you don't take. So if you have that feeling inside of you like, hey, I really want to do that, whatever that is, do it and see where it takes you. There's no sense living life thinking that you can't do something. The best thing you could do is try. And even if it doesn't end up being the thing you thought you wanted to do, at least it takes you on a path towards that thing that you will want to do once you get there. And that's uh, sort of the overall arching theme of the first, uh, I guess, 11 episodes of this show. And I hope that's something that uh, you could take with you this business uh it it has its challenges there's no doubt about it uh i often think you know what can i go i'm not here to complain i'm not here to uh tell sob stories i'm not here to um spread negativity about the business because this business is awesome i love this business i love being an actor i love being creative i love the the outlet i get and the fact that i'm paid money to do some of this stuff is just phenomenal and and i can't uh, say a bad word about it, but within that overall feeling of yeah, this is awesome. There are challenges, no doubt about it, and 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 I'm not saying there's more challenges than any other career, but but it it can be good, it can be bad, and and there's definitely a roller coaster involved. Uh, for me, this week. Actually, it's it's the uh, it's the aftermath of last week. Last week, I had some ups, I had some downs, and uh, I figured I'd just share a little bit just to just to give you a sense of where I am. One of the highlights of last week is that I got to do a uh, staged reading of a play written by uh, David Libman, who I've uh, worked with before. He is um, a member of the actors uh, uh, the Actors Studio in New York City, and he's uh, a pretty prolific uh playwright and uh very interesting guy and uh his son uh jonathan is the one who directed that stage reading and jonathan and i worked together way at the beginning of my career i think it was like 2004 ish where uh, i was in a play called shameless uh and that's a whole nother story in and of itself but he was an assistant director we've stayed friends over time and, uh, he and his dad have worked on a few projects together, uh, including this most recent one at the actor studio last week, which was called Friedman. Uh, it was an interesting story about a family from Russia who immigrates to the United States in the early part of the century, or the 20th century, I should specify, and, uh, the, the trials and tribulations and, and discovering in a very short rehearsal process exactly what my character did. I was the matriarch of a family, uh, that was trying to, um, Live the dream of being in the United States and what that dream can do to a person uh, and the sacrifices you make and the concessions you make and sometimes the compromises you make in trying to live out a dream. And it's kind of a microcosm of being in the business. Uh, that's for sure, but I had the very cool opportunity to, for the second time, do a stage reading at the actor' studio, knowing that that is where some of the most legendary actors have set foot it's uh It's an amazing place in New York City, and if you don't know much about it, you can look it up online uh, the actor' Studio. but uh, think of all the legendary names of new york acting and and they've they've some at some point wound their way through the actor' studio. And so being on that stage was a very cool feeling, knowing that, uh, you know, I I was a very small, 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 small part of a major um, venue for performing. And it was it was very cool. And I have to thank uh, both the Libbins, Jonathan and David, for allowing me to be part of that, which was very, very cool. I also had some auditions last week. Um, I had auditioned for a, a, a an internet commercial. And uh, if you say, well, what's an internet commercial? Well, it's just a commercial, but they plan to use it exclusively online. So I went to that audition after a long day. I think it was I had like five things in the city. And I was running around, and that was the last thing on a very hot day. And I went into the audition. I did it. I, was, I, was, I had to, like, towel myself off before I went into the audition. Um... Did that, and then I was like, well, there's no way I'm, 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 you know, it was a nice opportunity to be auditioning, but nothing's going to happen out of that. Uh, but uh, they, they asked me to come back for a, for a callback. And in commercials, um, if you're not familiar with the process, generally speaking, producers, uh, advertising agencies, they want to put together a commercial. They put their crew together. They have their scripts, all that stuff, the creative stuff uh, already taken care of. And one of the last elements of it is is that uh, they hold auditions for the actors who are going to appear in the commercial. So you have what's called your first audition. Uh, I go through an agent. I mentioned before, Abrams Artists, and they send me to these auditions. And there's a casting director there who runs the audition. And you're put on tape. And then uh, a couple days later, you find out whether or not... Well, actually, usually you find out if you've been called back. And that means that they have narrowed down the field of possible candidates to a smaller number what that number is is uh is is ever changing so you never know how many people that you are actually uh called back with but if you make it to the callback it means that you have passed the first round at the callback usually the directors there some people from the agency maybe people from the client the company that actually is being advertised in the commercial and you do your thing and then you say goodbye And you are pretty much just sitting on your hands waiting for word. And what they do is they ask first refusal rights on specific dates. And what that means is that they say, okay, the commercial is going to shoot on Monday and Tuesday. We ask that you give us those two dates as a courtesy. That you won't book anything on those dates uh, without, you know, uh, us knowing and give us first refusal. So if we want you, we're going to say, no, we want you to hold those dates and if you say, hey, can I work another job? They they have the right to say yes or no. So that is where first refusal comes from. So I spent the weekend not knowing whether or not I was going to be working on Monday or Tuesday. Turns out I was, uh, what they say, released from those two days, meaning I did not get that job. And uh, it, it's a bummer. It's not fun. You know, you never want to, you know, think that you're not the right person for the job because you always want to believe you are the right person for the job. But If you allow yourself to dwell on it, you'll go crazy. And that's probably the biggest piece of info I'm gonna or piece of advice I'm gonna give this week. Is that if you take every audition to heart, if you really put all your hope and dreams into that one audition, you're gonna be you're gonna drive yourself nuts. And you probably won't last very long because nobody can take that much negativity on a regular basis. And believe me, this business is more Rejection then than acceptance, but if you forget about rejection and you just say, okay, it's part of the system, you can then maybe look at it in a different way. You don't look at every day or every week or every month and start judging yourself whether or not you're doing well. You have to look well beyond that. You have to look at the year or or the two years or the decade, or hopefully if you're going to be in this business, You're going to think yourself 50 years. How is everything going to look 50 years from now? And when you do that, you realize, okay, I might go on 200 auditions every year for 50 years. That's a thousand auditions, right? Uh, Let's see, 200 times to to, 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 to 10,000 auditions. My math is no good. And if you look at it that way, one audition really doesn't mean all that much. So you can just let it go. You know, my wife a while ago learned and I learned that uh, I'm going to have to just go do the audition and forget about it. And then if I get called back, go to the callback and forget about it, because honestly, otherwise. I would dwell on it. I would say, oh, what did I do wrong? Or why didn't I do this or didn't do that? Instead, I just accept the fact that it's out of my hands once I walk out of the building. So we have this routine down pat where if I go to an audition, I come home. She says, hey, how did the audition go? I say, fine, we'll see. And I won't ever really say much more than that. If there's a funny story to tell, I'll tell her. But otherwise, I don't sit there dwelling on it because 10,000 times, if I let each one of those get to me, I would never make it and just as uh, much you never know when the positive comes around the corner so as I speak I'm waiting to find out if I'm gonna be appearing on a network TV show so while I didn't get the commercial there are other things brewing and there's always something brewing if you stay at it long enough so that's that's really what I'm trying to tell you this month uh, this week this month my whole career is just stay positive and don't dwell on the negative because the negative will bring you down. The positive will keep you going. As always, have people to thank. want to thank Banuba. They're the people who provide the music, the beginning, middle, and end of this show. Banuba.net. Go there. Find out what they're doing, uh, where they will be. Download some of their music. They are as important part of this show as anything, including myself. The next New York short film shootout, this is the last podcast until NYSFSo 3 on Tuesday, September 30th at 8 p.m. at Treehouse NYC, the Treehouse Theater in New York City, 154 West 29th Street. And uh, we will be showing a great lineup of five films that we're really excited about. Me and Vinnie Petrosini will be back at it. Uh, to host that event hopefully you will join us and or get involved somehow you can go to nysfso.com for information about the event and things moving forward hint it just goes to our facebook page right now but maybe by the time you re- uh, listen to this maybe you're listening to this in uh, uh uh april of uh 2015 and you're like oh okay i'll go to nysfs so maybe there'll actually be a website there uh but for right now if you're listening to this in uh well not real time but uh in 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 real uh uh order or or the week it comes out let's say that yeah that works dave the week it comes out uh right now it goes to our facebook page but there's plenty of information there for you and uh don't uh, don't don't forget to check out uh, treehouse theater treehouse uh, uh used to be called this theater uh, for a short time and uh way before that it was called the uh people's improv theater in its earliest incarnation uh back before they moved to the east side uh, so, so go, go check out, uh, Treehouse Theater. Treehouse Theater NYC is the uh, website for the theater where the New York short film shootout will be held. Oh, hey, uh, before we get into the interview, don't forget to go to bringyourownlunch.com uh, for all the episodes of this program, past, present, and presumably future. Find us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash bringyourownlunch. And of course, follow us on Twitter, BYOLpodcast. We've got something called TFFF. Uh, which is thanks for following Friday. It's our own version of Follow Friday. So if you follow us, we'll, we'll, we'll give you a shout out every Friday, uh, for all of our new followers. Um, so, so follow us there and, and, and we'll make you, uh, We'll make you famous. And uh, I did mention last week we were getting T-shirts up on the site. We actually had a a little bit of a delay. I'm not happy with what's uh, available to us yet, and we're trying to figure out a better way to do it. Uh, So we are uh, just revamping things uh, behind the scenes. But we'll keep you updated. If you want to buy an official logo uh, T-shirt for Bring Your Own Lunch and show your support, uh, that will be made available soon. But for right now, uh, just 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 stay tuned. And, of course, uh, as important as anything else, please rate, review, subscribe, share on iTunes. That's the best way you can help us grow. Uh, iTunes uh, takes things into consideration like the reviews it gets and and the ratings it gets. And and, uh, when you share it, I get more downloads and and this thing grows and, and I can keep bringing it to you. Uh, week after week uh, for, for free, which which is really ultimately what I want to do for as long as I can humanly help to do it. So uh, please, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, and uh, that would make me so happy. All right, let's get into it with my friend Olga Merediz. We have a fun conversation. I really enjoyed it. I do challenge her about uh, whether or not she remembers the first job we worked on together where we were whisked away to a mysterious place somewhere somewhere in the tri-state area, but it's a fun, uh, fun chance for us to reminisce about that and also her amazing, amazing career. So uh, here's Olga Meredith. Enjoy. Last time I saw you, by the way, I learned you speak French. Yes. Well, how long do you speak French for? I mean, is that something new or is that something you...
1: I've all, Well, my father spoke French around the house, just little phrases here and there, and so I decided to take it in school. And, um, I started in elementary school, just taking French class. And then one of my majors was French literature. And then I went to France to to study, uh, like one of those junior year abroad things. Uh-huh. And, uh, I really, I don't know what it was. I just really liked it a lot. And the culture and the food, of course, mm. and the art and the, <clears throat> and all of that. And then I just, Continued it and I, you know, I, it's not as good as my Spanish. My Spanish is, I'm fluent. Well, yeah,
0: you're, you're. And my
1: English, of course, I hope.
0: <laughs> Are those the only three? Do you, do you speak no, any others? No, that's it.
1: I speak little, little bits of other languages, but just phrases here there, phrases. like Italian and, and a little Portuguese, but just little, you know.
0: Is it true? And, and and I have I have failed at several languages so far in my life. Well, I mean, I mean, English I think I'm okay with. I think um, so. I've, <laughs> I've done a little bit of French, but never pursued it. I've done a little bit of Japanese, never pursued it. Um, and I know the bare minimum of Spanish. Um, and they say though that once you get to know several languages or more than one language, uh, and you're up to three, that the rest come much much easier. Have you found that to be true?
1: You know what? I think so. Especially the Romance languages because they have they share the same grammar. Right. The grammar and the structure of a sentence is, right. is very, very similar. So I know one phrase in Japanese, Atama gaitai. What is that? means my head hurts. Oh, really? Very useful, right? Yes,
0: absolutely. <laughs> I've, gotten, I've gotten a big kick out of teaching my uh, daughter to say a couple of phrases. Like, yeah? Like, do itashimashite, which means, oh, don't worry about it.
1: Isn't that nice? Yeah. I like how that sounds.
0: It has a very lyrical sound to it. It's mm-hmm. very, I always love Japanese stuff and... and Part of the part of it is the language for sure. Um, Well, we're we're starting, so just so you know,
1: we've started. We've started.
0: Yes, it is underway. (laughs) Olga. Now, now, no, no, I'm I'm big on pronunciation of names, and I I wanted like Olga.
1: Well, you know what? I cheat if I'm speaking in English. Mm -hmm. I say Olga Meredith, like Meredith, because Mm -hmm. it used to be Meredith. I guess decades and decades ago. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And then they. I think it was an English officer that landed in Spain, and then the F, -f -f was transformed into a Z. Okay. And so it's Meredith. But when I'm speaking in Spanish, I say Meredith. Meredith. But if I'm in Spain, I say Meredith.
0: Oh, yes. Like a Castilian (laughs) kind of almost.
1: So for our purposes today, I guess I'll say... Meridis.
0: Okay, Meridis. But I, if we split the difference, because my my instinct is to go Meridis. Perfect. Because I'm I'm not I'm not a Spanish speaker, and I can't I can't like hit those little fine tune things the way that you can, and I'm very envious <laughs> of. So so uh, you, you said you grew up, um, and your father spoke French, you But know. where did you grow up?
1: Well, I was born in Cuba. I was born in Guantanamo. Really? Al-Qaeda, capital of the world. Wow. No, it was, you know, the it was a little town outside of the base. Mm-hmm. So it was a, a Cuban town. Okay. So there was the American base, and then outside of the base was a Cuban town of Guantanamo.
0: And you were of Cuban
1: uh, Descent. nationality? Nationality. By birth, yeah. Yes. And uh, uh, then I guess, you know, after the revolution, I was a, a young girl. I was five. We left... And uh, we kind of escaped through the island of Jamaica. Wow! I mean, the Cubans have a lot of stories like like these.
0: I'm fascinated by these stories, by the way, because <laughs> because I mean, there's no two that are alike, right? Right. So, I mean, it, for you, it probably sounds seems like it's you know it's it's your history. So it's, it's second nature, and you probably have heard a lot of these stories. But so, what was it like? I mean, do you what memories do you have of being five? and 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 what did it mean to you to be moving like that?
1: Well, it was very, very painful to leave everyone behind and mm-hmm. leave everything behind and and, um, you know, we were we told everybody we were going on a weekend trip to Jamaica, and we'd be right back. Wow. But of course, we had no intention of coming back. Amazing. So um, um I just remember my parents going, "Be quiet, be quiet, just be still, don't say anything. Don't say anything, just be quiet, be quiet. And um, my parents were strip searched at the airport. Uh, we were not. Mm. The kids were not. <clears throat> and uh, then um, so, you know, we were able to, th- we couldn't take out any cash or any, anything. Just my mother and we, my, my brother had three watches underneath her, his little suit. <laughs> and, uh, and my mother had some jewelry. Um, I won't tell you where she hid it.
0: I probably can guess and, and and that's as far as we'd ever want to go. I'm exactly. Yeah.
1: so we had a little bit to go you know with, with to to use when we landed in Jamaica and then and then we went to Florida and then we went back to the Caribbean to Puerto Rico, where I went to American schools where they had football and yearbook and all that stuff, and I was oh, wow. a cheerleader, and I was in the musicals. So where was the school again? The school was in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Mm. And it was an American school, and it was, a, it was an interesting school. It was mostly Americans, mm. some Puerto Ricans, some, Puerto, uh, some Cubans, and um, everything was in English except the Spanish, uh, you know, the subject, the Spanish class, and that was taught by my mother. <laughs> oh,
0: okay, sure. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, so your your parents are, are definitely, the, um, I, I guess, risk takers is the best way to put it. I'm I'm, 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 correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, that Where seems like a, a huge leap of faith and and a huge leap of of well, faith is probably the best word. I, I don't know why I came trying to move with another one, but to to make that kind of move, knowing the the potential downfalls that can come with a move leaving Cuba when you weren't supposed to,
1: right. Yeah. Well, we're like the wandering Jews. You know? <laughs> we're like, you know, we, we kind of wandered for a little bit where, and then we finally landed back in the Caribbean until I had to go to, to college and I went to, to Tulane in New Orleans and, and then we, I was back in the mainland.
0: That was a, I mean, that's got a, that's a bit of a switch of a culture. <laughs> I mean, I can only imagine for you that had you ever been to New Orleans before, prior to that?
1: Um, no, I had never been to New Orleans. So why Tulane? Well, my brother had studied in Loyola, so he was okay. there, and it, it had a very good um, foreign language program. Mm. And I was interested in in the city of New Orleans because of the culture, the um, the music, the food, of course.
0: <laughs> I mean, <you laughs> can um, much better than that.
1: Yeah, I was fascinated by that whole, you know, the mixture of the the French, the Spanish, the Black, the Indian and, and you know that that melting pot that, that that is New Orleans. Sure,
0: sure. It's sort of like a very musical version of New York City.
1: Exactly, <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> um, with with nightly drinking out in public. Yeah, yes. I mean that's, that's that's my that's my impression of New Orleans <laughs> for better or worse. Uh, so you went to Tulane for those languages, but did uh, prior to that, did you ever think about acting? It was this is this something that was well,
1: I was always acting on the side as a hobby. Mm-hmm. I was always. I was always in the drama department, always in the music department. Mm-hmm. I was singing in in bands in the, in the I was in the choir, I was in plays, but I was not sort I guess I wasn't allowed subconsciously I wasn't allowed to be an actor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I yeah, had to yeah. sort of do it as a hobby. But I was doing a lot of it. I was doing a lot of acting, a lot of singing. Um and um but I couldn't, I guess I couldn't major in it or minor it in it. I, you even. know, I kind of
0: had the same thing. Really? You know, yeah, because I, I, did, I did a lot of theater in, in high school. And then, but, but I, I, I defeated myself in thinking, hey, I can't have a career in that. I mean, I'm, I don't look like Tom Cruise. And I've said this on the podcast before where it's like you, you put your, this idea in your head that you have to be a certain this or a certain that. But really it, it it's it's self-defeating and it, it takes away opportunities yes, if you, if you it find does. yourself like you found yourself really uh, passionate about something obviously if you were spending a lot of time in theater you had a draw there there was yes. something that drew you in at, yes. what, at what point did you allow yourself to investigate it more fully
1: I was in I was uh, at Tulane was it was it the year that I graduated or the year after and I did Man of La Mancha
0: mm-hmm. in
1: the I guess the music the music department, and I played, you know, Aldonza, mm. you know. And um, I said, you know, this is really, I should give this a try. Good for you. Because I didn't want to be, you know, 90, 85, and, and in a rocking chair going, I should have, I could have, I should have, you know.
0: If more people did that, I, if more people <laughs> listened to that kind of voice in their head, I think we'd all be a lot happier. Um, I think so. Um, so, what, you did Man La Mancha, and what kind of production was that? Was that a was that a community production or was that a I
1: guess that was a a partial it was the Tulane University musical lyric I thought, what was that the name of the theater it was the theater of, of Tulane Oh
0: okay but you were you were already graduated by that point
1: I think I think I was yes What were you were you just kicking around or I was I love New Orleans so much I stayed Mhm um, and I was a travel agent. Oh,
0: <laughs> using those language skills. Yes, yeah. using
1: the language skills, and I was working in a in a travel agency. Very good. As a travel agent for about a year.
0: Wow! And then you realized that that just wasn't for you. Yes. So, so you you made that conscious decision. Uh, did you have any idea what the next step should or could be, or
1: no? I followed a boyfriend to first to Washington D.C. Okay. And I kind of made a long pit stop there. <laughs> and I, I, I w- became a Montessori teacher, teacher's aide. Okay. <laughs> for yeah. a little bit. For a little bit. Hey, you got to work, right? Yeah, absolutely. And hated it. Mm. <laughs> Kids. And, <laughs> well, because I also got my teaching degree in, in, in at Tulane. Oh, okay, so, smart. Um, yeah. So I thought, well, let me start teaching, I guess. And I uh, didn't like it. And um, then I auditioned for uh, was it uh, Mr. Higgins? What what is it? Mer- not Mary Poppins. You know what? It, what was it? Is that uh, My Fair Lady? Oh yeah. Okay.
0: Yes. And but you I, didn't audition for the part of Mr. Higgins. No, you know? I hope not.
1: No. <laughs> I auditioned for um, the part of uh, the the what was her name? I can't remember. But anyway, she was like the the the, the maid. The helper mm-hmm. and um, and I had to have a British accent. Okay, which I couldn't. I couldn't do a British accent, but I tried my best. Mm-hmm. And and so I that was a dinner theater. Uh huh. And so I did a little bit of that mm-hmm. for a while, and then and then I came up to New York. Wow,
0: what 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 said to you go to New York? What 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 got you to come to New York? What said to you? Okay, it's time to go to New York.
1: I had a friend that was auditioning in New York, and I would drive him. To his auditions <laughs> from from Washington to New York. That's a friend. That's a friend. You're a friend. That's something I mean, <laughs> with a, a, a capital F right there. <laughs> and then I said, why don't I do it too? I should do it. Yeah. And so it happened pretty, pretty quickly. In in a matter of a couple of weeks, I was at, at an open call and they picked me. You know, when you you stand in a line and they pick you, they yeah. typecast you.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And uh, and I was, and they cast me in the lead of a off-Broadway musical that was going to Broadway, in a matter of a couple of weeks. That's
0: unbelievable.
1: I was still living in Washington; hadn't even moved here.
0: That's crazy. Now, now if you don't mind, what year was that?
1: Um, that was 1981.
0: 1981, and you probably then uh, could could speak to how the theater uh, industry was. Back and I guess people would call that the good old days. I the imagine the good old days. Yeah. Yes. Um, you see, you went to an open call for an off-Broadway musical. That's right. Which almost sounds like
1: it today, doesn't happen anymore. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So, so what was a typical uh, experience? You know, let's say a typical week for somebody who kind of is in the business now. Back then, because it's it seems vastly different from what I ever experienced now.
1: I can barely remember, but I will try. <laughs> you would go to open calls, you would go to open calls at equity or wherever mm-hmm. and you would just wait in line and and wait and see if they would they would cast you know they would they would put you in a line mm-hmm. and they would go you you, you, everybody else. Thank you very much.
0: And that was your day if you got dismissed then.
1: And that was it. Oh, you'd go to the next one. Right. You know? Right. And um, and there'd
0: be several a day for you several to Several a day, sure. God, it's amazing to think about right now. Yeah. Because there's what still What is Broadway. that magazine?
1: I'm sorry, I forgot the name of it, the magazine. Backstage? Backstage. Yeah, yeah. Backstage. you would lived with Backstage. And, and you the, they were full of open calls. Full of open calls. For paying gigs. For paying gigs, Yes. That sounds unheard of,
0: because <laughs> now, now, as you probably can can tell yeah. better than I can, yeah. nowadays it's like there's Broadway and there's paying jobs there. There's off Broadway, but there's there's far fewer opportunities there. And then there's lots and lots and lots of off off Broadway non-equity shows that pay
1: nothing zippo. Yes, and and Hollywood was not mixed up with Broadway. It was right, two right. different entities. You did not have Hollywood. Stars or actors doing Broadway—you just didn't,
0: right? Much less people who weren't even actors to begin with, doing plays (laughs) and and shows. Yeah,
1: right. Exactly. Wow.
0: So you did. uh, What was the first play you did? Was that show?
1: It was called El Bravo.
0: El Bravo. I I
1: have a poster here. Oh, really?
0: That's cool. How long did that? How long did that stay open (laughs) Um,
1: for? That was. uh, We did it at the Intermedia Theater, which was an old Yiddish theater in. like on Twelfth Street and Second Avenue, that is a movie theater now, Ugh. and uh, we were there for a few months, I think, and then it it, it was a little bit ahead of its time, and it mm. never made it. It never made it to Broadway, but it had beautiful music, mm-hmm. and I played one of the leads, mm-hmm. and it was. And everybody would tell me, "I remember the cast, You don't even know how lucky you are. You're so lucky. This doesn't happen." <laughs> and I didn't. I didn't know what they were talking about. I was like, "Well, I was at an open call and they yeah, picked me, yeah. and here I am." Yeah, right. I thought that's how you know.
0: That's how it was done. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Everybody goes through that same experience. Yeah. And
1: everybody was like, "No, no, no." Welcome to New York. No, Here's your no. first role.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're so lucky. It's like, no, that doesn't happen like that. I'm like, okay. Were right, they cool well. about
0: it, or was there resentment? <laughs>
1: I think they were. Some of them were like, "I, I can't. We can't believe you got this role, and you don't even live here. You're in Washington D.C." And um, you know, I guess there there was a little bit resentment. You mm-hmm. know,
0: I guess it's understandable. Yeah, yeah. Someone spends ten years. years. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that that got your foot in the door, and I guess you got your equity card right off the bat. Right
1: off the bat, and I would I would I'd be getting calls from you know, William Morris and Wow. And I was like, who there's somebody called William Morris calling me. Who's William Morris? Like that. That's how naive I was. Oh my
0: gosh. <laughs> now and that you you had already obviously done um a bit of singing. Now how what about the dance aspect of it? Was that was that an issue or was that something you had already done or
1: Well I could always I don't know. The dancing and the singing was never an issue. I was I was a trained singer. Mm-hmm and, um, and I was one of those singers that moved really well, okay, so and I took dance classes and all that stuff all right, so Back you would, then. you had a
0: background in it I did I yeah. did have a background because if, yes. if I ever think about besides the fact that I don't necessarily uh, my, my my singing isn't my strong suit, I would ever be petrified to ever think to go to a, a musical audition just because I know people who are there who have trained as dancers, and I'm like, I can't do that and and I went to one I, there's one audition I went to that was like that where I like everybody there was like moving really. They they said okay here you go one two three four and they they got the steps and then I I, I had no idea what I was doing so I was like but I'm just gonna go. They
1: they they want guys like you
0: because well, they I want to,
1: the the, the guy hopeful. that just sort of sways you know in the in the sidelines and then that the strong do. actor. I can sway. I can. Yeah, sway. you can sway. I can sway with the best well, of them. Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so from from that first show, um, where did you go from there?
1: Then I did a lot of plays. At the public theater,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I did. I did. I was like a resident at the public theater. Wow. I was like play after play after musical after musical at the public. Was that just
0: work? beginning more
1: work. Correct. Yeah. It was. I was young. I was, you know, I was hot because I had just come off this 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 El Bravo play, mm-hmm. and it was an amazing part. Very funny with great, you know, it was just a great part. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was Cindy Adams wrote a, uh, you know, something on. Uh, cindy adams i can't remember that
0: sounds like her right. like, sounds right
1: yeah she's like 90 years old right now, right? yeah i don't
0: know if she's listening to this but we, we love you cindy <laughs> we love
1: you yes we yeah. do <laughs> i think it was her that wrote something on you know so it was yeah work begets work
0: mm-hmm. for sure yeah yeah um and, and you stuck with that for for quite you know to this day you're still doing uh that kind of work um but it's it, you've gone into television you've gone into films um, yes. What was it like transitioning from doing stage work to doing uh, TV? Was it was it back then? Obviously, you said Hollywood hadn't got involved in theater stuff, and I think at the time, for a while, theater people. Wow, that's a really loud siren. That's a good one.
1: I know it is, isn't it?
0: But it's it's sort of it makes you feel like you're
1: in New York. You're exactly. We're you're in New, in New York.
0: York. This is New York. <laughs> All right, so. So uh, Hollywood hadn't got involved in Broadway, and and to a certain extent, I think theater people were theater people, TV people were TV people, movie people were movie people, voiceover people were voiceover people, and commercial people were commercial people.
1: More, uh, more so, yeah, more
0: so than it is certainly now. So, um, well, what what got you into also doing television?
1: Well, you know, Dave, it, it just sort of at, at that point, people were just sort of seeking me out. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to do a lot of. Um, I mean, I was always a hustler, you know, but um, they, you know, they needed a type, you know, my, my type. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't do a lot of television. I was doing more films for okay. some reason. Okay. And uh, and and so I started doing films and I really didn't know what I was doing.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> it is a different discipline. So if you haven't, you know, you, you obviously came into it from a very uh, pure, I want to do this. Uh, let 's get started, attitude. and you yes. did just immediately start working which <laughs>
1: and then it 's sort of like okay we 're working a lot,
0: yeah, yeah, so, it, so kinda, you had to learn to transition to a much smaller space mm-hmm. you know if you 're acting and if you 're listening to this and you 're like, I have no idea what dave 's talking about you know when you 're acting on a stage, you have to reach the back row Correct. with your mo- with your face and your energy and, and your and your emotions uh but with film it's it 's like way less It's much more you know you you have to keep your Uh, movement smaller your your expression's much smaller yes how did you learn that process
1: um i think it was i don't know i think it was instinctual wow i just did it by instinct that's great and um and i i I just started working again i i sort of start i learned on on the job Mm -hmm. you know i was making mistakes and i was just learning as i as i went Hmm. you know
0: um for you what was uh what was the job that said to you, okay, you know, th- this is, this is, this is, this is where I want to go next? Because you had the career on Broadway, then you, you did. Was there a job that you were like, yeah, okay, this is bringing me a completely different direction? I mean, you might have had a bit part. What was the first like film experience? Let's say, like that said, okay, let's do some film now.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I, I every time I did a film, I really liked the medium and I really wanted to do more of it. Mm-hmm. I just. I liked the intimacy of it, and I, I liked, and I liked not having to, I like not having to repeat it a thousand times <laughs> so every. You're,
0: everything week. you're, I'm sorry, I don't to cut you off. It's just like <laughs> everything you're saying is like that's, that's exactly why I do more film and TV because the. Is that I, how you feel? Absolutely, it's like I love putting everything into hopefully uh, just a handful of takes, and then you just yes. let the world have it. That's right. As opposed to being in a play where you know, eight nights, a, eight times a week up to, or it's eight nights or eight, a, eight, 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 eight shows a week. A week. Yeah. Jeez, eight shows a week, you're trying to recreate that same moment for the people who are paying good money to see you perform. It's like, I much rather just lay it on the table once and walk away.
1: I'm glad you said that because a lot of people don't, don't I don't know, they don't think that way. Yeah. Or maybe, um, you know, if you're a star, you can do a play for a few months. True. But if you're not a star, you've you got to sort of hang in there for, for a
0: while. Sure. And there are plenty of examples of people who have had really healthy Broadway careers, but you wouldn't know them walking down the street. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I mean, you do have to be dedicated to that. And I think there's a certain thing that makes us actors. Like, it's, it's in our DNA to be actors. But even within just acting, there are subdivisions. You know, can you handle eight shows a week? Uh, mentally, is it in your DNA to do yeah. that? Versus,
1: it was when I was younger. I mean, I <laughs> yeah, lived yeah. for theater when I was younger. Sure, sure. In my twenties and thirties, oh my God! I mean, I just I lived for being on stage and the eight shows a week, and it was. And the some, repetition
0: worked for you, yes. Yeah. But then okay.
1: I, I guess, I, as I got older, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, it just started. You know, uh, it was, it was. I started getting weary and, and sort mm-hmm. of wanting to do more film and television. And uh, it was getting harder to do the eight shows a week.
0: Yeah, I, I, I've never done it. I've never had that experience. And it... it, it well, you're an athlete. Yeah, yeah, you have to be. <laughs> you have, you have, to have to be an to, athlete. Not, you have to be an athlete and you have to have uh, a tremendous work ethic. And I, I respect everybody who does it. It's so much. And not that I would turn it down, not that I would ever shy away from it, but it's like I, I'm aware of how hard they must be working to do that kind of work Eight times a week is, is yes. a lot. Yeah. You have to
1: take care of your voice, mm-hmm. uh, your body. You have to sleep well. And then you're, you know, you're up, you're, you're, you're after a show, you're up. Mm. But but you gotta go. You gotta get some sleep right away because you have a matinee the next day. Right. So right. It, it becomes like you know half of half of Broadway is on Ambien. Yeah. yeah you know yeah. because you need the sleep, but yeah. then you're so you're so wide awake after after a play or a show. Sure. That you that you can't go to sleep yeah. right away.
0: The adrenaline and then, and <laughs> and then I, the adrenaline I, managing exactly. managing not just the adrenaline, but the, the crash. Like that's always happened to me too. When it's like when I do a stage show. It's like the the adrenaline level is so high, and then afterwards, the next day, it's like I've given everything I had to to, yes. to wake up the next day and, and do it again is 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 an impressive feat of humanity, as far as I'm concerned.
1: Yes, it's very it's it's very hard. Mm. People are not aware, you know. When I go see a Broadway show now, I, I'm very aware of that. I look at the actors mm. and I go, I'm an, I wonder how tired he is. Yeah. And he's still, or she is still doing, I mean, 150% is mm-hmm. putting it out there and just doing magnificent work. And I, you know, I really, I really admire them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it is impressive uh, it's also really funny that you say half of Broadway's on Ambien which is probably not what was going on in, in, in the 80's I no. imagine it was completely different drugs uh, yeah different drugs <laughs> yeah. yes the real deal And, and real drugs <laughs> you, you saw that first hand I saw it. that yeah. I mean
1: I'm I, I'm very sensitive so I can't I mean I drink coffee and I'm jumpy I can't yeah, do any yeah. you and don't know, strike like, me as a as no a I can't do any of hard that stuff part of
0: your type yeah
1: but I, yeah, I witnessed, you know, it, yeah, backstage, yeah. people
0: doing drugs for sure. Yeah, I'm sure you saw a lot of people change in many different ways, you know, throughout the years.
1: You, yeah, you had to do what you had to do to do those eight shows a week, yeah. you know? It's, yeah. it's not easy.
0: No, no. Um, but I think probably, uh, it's not great, ambient's not, you know, a, a perfect solution, but at least they're not, you know, strung out on, you know, cocaine or
1: something like yes, that. Yes, exactly, you know? exactly.
0: Um, so you you had an opportunity, I want to kind of go back to Broadway, but uh, In the Heights,
1: in the heights was amazing
0: that was that was that like the special one for you
1: that was the special one um it was an amazing heartfelt show Lin Manuel the creator was just I'm I felt I'm very close to him mm-hmm. and uh the part was a, a just a wonderful part I was I was nominated for a Tony mm-hmm. and uh I had to sing this this amazing song every night mm-hmm. which was very hard because it was very emotional it was technically a very hard song and, um, you know, you had to rev up for it. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was a very, very special show.
0: How did you get involved in it?
1: Well, what happened was that I had done another part in all the readings and workshops. Oh, I had okay. done another part, the part of the mother. Mm-hmm. And they could not find an old lady <laughs> to sing that song mm. and, to, and to do eight shows a week. Sure, yeah, yeah. And they searched high and low everywhere everywhere for this old lady and then they just decided to give me a try one day at one of the auditions and i said i i don't think i I can't do this i you know i i i don't think i can pull this off and be realistic and really do a good job and i don't i don't think i can it's not going to be believable Mm. and and i got the part
0: yeah not just that but you got nominated for a tony so i guess it says a lot about whether or not you can handle it (laughs) i mean you seem to do pretty well well,
1: i had to really well i had no choice yeah
0: (laughs) Had to do it. That that play was featured, uh, I guess, that year in the uh, Thanksgiving Day Parade. It's actually that performance right. of that of that song, uh, which is, I guess, the opening number from that song. Is actually one of my favorite live performances on television ever. Really, it's so cool to watch. There's so much energy, and 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 I honestly hadn't been exposed to it prior to that. So it's like it's like wow, what is this? Because you really? watch a, you watch a lot of like those performances, especially nowadays, and it's like. No, Boring. but that one had so much life to it. And I was like, wow, yeah. that is something that's, that's great. Whoa, pop my own microphone, <laughs> but that is great. Um, that show
1: did have a lot of energy. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was very exciting. The music just popped and it was a uh, very heartfelt, mm. mm-hmm. you know, and people would just see it over and over and over. People love that show.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's impressive what's happened where it's, it seems to be picked up by a lot of schools. As yes. A, as a show to do.
1: They're, one in New York is doing it right now. LaGuar- I think it's called LaGuardia. Oh, there you go.
0: They're yeah. doing it.
1: And they're doing it all around all around the nation.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah. Do you have Do you have any memories of doing the, the Thanksgiving Day Parade? And yes. And have you ever done that before?
1: <laughs> yes. Getting up, you know, really early in the morning mm-hmm. and <laughs> being very cold.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you weren't wearing a heck of a lot, no, right? No,
1: we I was wearing a house coat. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And but it was so much fun. I bet we I had bet. a blast. Yeah, that's, and that's there forever, you know.
0: Yeah, you can see it on YouTube. So exactly. if, you're, if you're listening and you want to say, "Hey," let me, you just look up. Uh, I guess Thanksgiving Day Parade in, in the, the Heights. was mm-hmm. a, a great performance. Um, so moving on from that, uh, you, you did get involved in um, doing some voiceover work.
1: You know, voiceover work. I've been doing it pretty much since day one.
0: Oh, you pretty have Pretty much
1: since that show that I told you the first one. And that, you
0: really nailed it oh, when you first arrived. <laughs> They're like, yes. here's the keys to everything, <laughs> Olga. Welcome to New York. <laughs> to <my> you now <laughs> own the
1: industry." <laughs> Good for it you. was kind of like that, Dave. It, I, and I thought that's how it went. You know, that's I thought that happened to everyone.
0: That's so funny.
1: But what happened is I was playing this older lady, and so I would go to these auditions and they were expecting this older lady, because I was playing an older lady then, too. Oh, I didn't realize
0: that. So you, that's pretty I, sort of I was your, like
1: 23 or something. And
0: you just had the ability to play guess believably I a, older.
1: I guess. I don't know. I don't know what that is, but it's, it's weird. Whatever whatever <laughs> the industry thinks it is, you're getting
0: paid for it, so go with it. Yeah.
1: So I would go... At, at first, I would go to all these auditions and they were expecting... Then I would show, you know, they were expecting an older lady, mm-hmm. and then I would show up, and they would go, "Where is, uh, what do you mean? Where's old Godward? That's so funny. <laughs> and so, but it, but I, I did get involved in in voiceovers right away.
0: I didn't realize that. That's a good. For, I mean, jeez, wow, good for you.
1: And again, I learned as I went along.
0: Yeah. It's because again, is a completely different discipline. That's a whole
1: different discipline. Yeah,
0: and and you're actually my sister's hero because of your involvement uh, in in certain animated series.
1: Oh yeah, Dora the Explorer. do Do you
0: ever get recognized? I guess orally, you know, someone hears your voice and and someone says, "Wait a minute."
1: Yeah, people do say, is that you? Did you do this commercial or did you do this? Yes,
0: they do. People who know you, but have you ever been... Because, I mean, sometimes I'm sure it's happened where you've walked down the street. With as much work as you've done, somebody has obviously stopped you on the street and said, hey, I know you. Yes,
1: they do that too.
0: But just your voice, have you ever been recognized by kids or adults for for being in Dora?
1: Not in Dora because in Dora I've done so many different um, characters. Yeah, yeah like the little old lady yeah, or I guess, the, yeah it's all or cartoony the, the, you know uh, the, the all kinds of cartoony kind of you know so i guess there's none in
0: i i i have two kids and i've never actually li- like i've sat in front of dora but i've never actually listened so i i don't know if i've heard your voice and one animals or the other. you do yeah. i've done
1: animals i've done i've done a lot of singing mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know the teacher the you know just different characters are any yep. of those your voice um, yeah, and you have to kind of change your voice. You know, no, I meant
0: like, is, are, are there any You're just normal speaking voice? Do you ever get to use that as a character?
1: Um, not really, not in Dora. You have to kind of change it up a little bit. I didn't, know Because oh, okay. I'll, be, I'll be in the same episode, and I'll play maybe two different characters in right. the same episode. And that's
0: the beauty of voiceover, is that you can do that. Right. Which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I think, I think uh, there are several young children uh, who will be very happy to hear that, that I talked to, uh, I guess it's Dora's abuela. Yes. That, yes. Yes, that's one of the characters. I, of the characters? Yeah, and, and forgive me for not knowing uh chapter and verse, the rest of the characters on Dory. Don't worry about okay? it. I don't,
1: I don't know them. So. <laughs>
0: um, actually I wanted to remember, I wanted to ask if you remember uh the project you and I worked on where we met. Because I, I do and don't feel bad that you don't, but it was an it was a Microsoft commercial. Do you remember this at all?
1: Oh my god, yes I do. <laughs> Coming back to me now, it's a, it, was a, it was a comedic commercial, right? Yes,
0: it was. It was actually one of the strangest experiences I've had in the business because I don't know if you remember this. Uh, it was, it was the, the, the gist of it was that we were in a boardroom, correct? And you tell me what you remember then.
1: We were in a boardroom and uh, we had to react to something, right? We
0: yeah, well, it, we were having a celebration as though our team just won. The, the the Final Four, the NCAA basketball championships, and they right. were cutting down. We were cutting down the screen as though it were the net of the basketball hoop. Oh, Do you right. Remember that? Yeah, right. we would yes. cut that thing down. But what was really weird about it is that I still haven't got a clue as to the to this day where we shot that.
1: No, <laughs> because we went in a, some kind of van. We were taken in a van. We were taken in a van to some random building, secret right? location, secret location, like a compound. <laughs> and then we were driven back to Manhattan, and right. It was like they wouldn't tell us where we were going, and I want to know if you remember the same thing. Yes, it was kind of like that. And then what I do remember is they cut us out of the commercial. Some of us.
0: Oh, you got really? I, I I know it was a big cast. I know it was a it was big a cast, very big cast, and and that I know I know at least one example of somebody who got cut out, but I don't remember who did and who didn't. But I just remember that being so strange. We even stayed in a hotel. Like, they ran over. Like, they they had this entirely huge cast of principals that they paid for one day of work, but suddenly they were like, ah, we'll just come back tomorrow. So they booked hotels for us. And I still don't know where we were. I don't know what state
1: we were in. I don't know... What yeah, talent? it was so strange. It was very strange. It was like one of those jury duties that you know you. you we were sequestered. Sequestered exactly. <laughs> jury duty.
0: <laughs> Weird. I, yeah, I mean, have you ever had any ex- uh, other experiences like that that are just like like super odd, like like that or or?
1: Mm. No, I think that was pretty odd. It was pretty odd. It was pretty odd for just a commercial. You yeah,
0: know? yeah. It was like it was really hush hush, and and. What year
1: was that? Do you remember?
0: Two thousand four, maybe. I wow. think that's yeah. I think that's when you and I worked together. It's amazing how time flies. My God. Yeah. Well, speaking of speaking of juries, uh, what was your time like on Law and Order?
1: The Law and Order, I, I did a lot of different parts and I miss it, you know? Yeah. But I mean, there's still two Law and Orders left, right? The mm-hmm. Criminal Intent and the SVU. Are they still doing Criminal Intent? I, I can't did remember. They, did they not? Are they not? I think,
0: I think SVU may be the it's only just one SVU? left. SVU? Okay. Yeah. Soul Survivor.
1: Oh, gosh. Well, yeah. I was on there pretty regularly as a yeah. judge, as mm-hmm. a victim, as a witness. As It was just like repertory for mm-hmm. New York actors and it was just, I loved it.
0: Who who uh, who who did you have specific memories of working with on that show?
1: Um, you mean actors, or yeah, or or, or production people? Uh, Jerry Orbach. Mm-hmm. Um, How was he to work with? He was wonderful. Mm. And um, Mr. Big, what's his name?
0: <laughs> um, uh, Chris Chris uh, Chris Noth. Chris Noth. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right.
1: He. I worked with him. I I uh, I worked with you know. A lot of different, because that cast, you know, kept changing. Yeah, too. yeah.
0: What's interesting is that, f- for the most part, you we, I was kind of drilled into me that, like, you get your one shot at Law & Order, uh, unless you're a recurring character, because they go through so many stories, you don't come back. But I've now learned that there are people who have done yeah. multiple episodes of Law and & Order, and it's very
1: interesting. Before, it used to be two years, and then you were back.
0: I was two years, okay.
1: But now, I think, I don't know, SVU, I did one episode where I played a nanny. Mm-hmm. It was a great Great um, episode. Yeah, I remember that. The part was called Veronica Nash, and I haven't been back there in years. That yeah, was years ago. So well, I don't know what they do now. it's getting smaller
0: and smaller. I guess you know the the yeah. it's 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 winnowed down to the bare minimum. SV or uh, Law and Orders at this point. So right, right. Uh, yeah. and, and 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 I mean, it sort of speaks to what things are like now. I mean, think that you've seen a lot of change in the industry. Um, yes, and you've had uh, a couple of experiences that that have uh, been very unique for for what goes on now in television. I mean, can we talk about St. George a little bit? Yeah, all right, sure. So how did you you, you played uh, uh, George Lopez's mom on that series? Right. Um, which which had a, a one season run. What was the experience like for you? First of all.
1: I loved it because I, I love doing comedy, and I love um, working with George Lopez. I've worked with him before. I did his first um, sitcom. I played his aunt in one episode, mm-hmm. and I was up. I was up for his mother in that original one, oh, okay. and the other actress got it. Mm-hmm. You know, when they get down to the wire, it's sure. between two actors. Um, so anyway, it was wonderful to to have to. I shot ten episodes in. Uh, I think it was. Eight days, something like that.
0: That's a, that's an amazingly quick pace which for is anything.
1: Unheard of. I don't know how I did it. <laughs> I <don't
0: laughs> well, your Broadway it. training, you know. My
1: Broadway training, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know how. I mean, it was really, really hard work, and we shot out of sequence. Oh, wow. and again, they they fired two actresses, wow. which I'm sure we were great. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, you know, TV is very specific, Mm-hmm. and. uh... They fired those two actresses, and they were looking for this 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 mother and they went to three different countries. they should have just come to new york i don't yeah. know what they were yeah. doing really and then um it was a wonderful experience that the cast was just lovely, and we got along and it was great, and uh, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Um, Lionsgate has it now, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and who knows? It might, it might. It might have a new life. It might have a new life. Oh, that's
0: that's but, promising. You know, you never know. You know, you know. Shows have, you know, whereas in the past, where a show left the air, it, that was it. But nowadays, things can actually have the capacity to come back in some form.
1: Yeah, Netflix, Amazon. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah, absolutely. And all
1: these, uh,
0: you know, online series. Those are the ones that give me the most hope. I mean, of of all of them, because yeah. they they seem to be thinking outside the box. They seem to be uh, willing to try different and and new ideas and, yes. and different structures and and different uh, combinations of things. Like you you were on Orange Is the New Black.
1: Orange Is the New Black. I, yeah, I love that show. Phenomenal
0: show. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I'm, uh, what was you, what was it like? Uh, you played. I forget what the name of the character was.
1: Uh, the, the character's name is Lourdes, and she. Uh, is uh, what they call a santera, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is you know that Afro-Caribbean santeria, right? santeria yeah. thing, and um, yeah, and I just shot uh, the third season, mm-hmm. a scene for the third season. So we get to see
0: you again, which is awesome, right? Right. And uh, can't
1: talk about what happens. No, no, no. Other than she's a, a character,
0: I assume you 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 only speak. Did you speak any English? I'm trying to remember in the episode oh, I saw.
1: No, I only spoke Spanish,
0: which is which, which is I've never, really cool. Have I ever
1: done that? think i've ever done that no
0: which is which was, a,
1: yeah it was kind of cool
0: it just speaks to the the idea that they do different stuff like they they think yes. outside the box that mm-hmm. they're willing to have a character who doesn't speak english <laughs> as yeah. a main character in this episode of <laughs> of a very popular show yeah and the ratio of men to women is is almost unheard of
1: yes it um is.
0: outside of maybe facts of life back in the first season because you just I, I don't know i'm just throwing that out there but it, but it's true. true that 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 sort of uh, embracing of what's different is what I love about Netflix and Amazon and... And, I mean, and that's why
1: it's such a hit.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so. When there's an
1: audience out there. They want that, you know?
0: It's, it's feeding an audience that feels underserved. And if there's right. anything that, you know, as, as creators we can do, it'd be great to fill some of those needs. And the fact that there is a venue for this stuff is is probably the best thing that's happened in the last 10 years. Because, yeah. it, you know, you can... Actually, you, you, you can you can uh speak to it probably uh it's better for you to speak on it. I don't know what I'm saying right here. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what you have seen in the last, you know, fifteen years or so. Like things how things well, have changed.
1: How things have changed. Well, we we talked about those open calls, right? That mm-hmm. I I I I hear from my young performer friends how that just that just doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? Um also the competition is just so Impossible because of the digital age. Because you can, with a little microphone and a little computer, you can, you know, you can send your tape in from wherever you are. Mm -hmm. Where, if it's if it's a tape, if it's a voiceover audition, Mm -hmm. and so. You're competing with the whole entire world. Yeah, it's true. Where it's before you would compete with New York only. Mm. With, if you were in LA, with LA only.
0: Yeah, I didn't in even Miami, think of that. In
1: Miami only. Right. And now you're competing basically with Europe, mm. with London, yeah. And those Brits are fierce. Yeah. Well, you,
0: you <laughs> look at the examples of, of how many people from uh, the, the UK and Australia, New and Zealand. Australia, They come in and, and they're speaking like fluent, well, not fluent English, that's stupid, but flawless well, American yes, accents. because
1: they grew up watching American television. Right. We did not grow up. Uh, listening to to British and, and Australian shows. True, true. If we did, maybe we could, you know, work in Australia. We ought to go steal some of their jobs. Absolutely, <laughs> we should. But give us some more shows we can watch. What true, is this? Little Britain and yeah, w- what is there? Well, um, the, the that's Office it.
0: and well, we, we we steal their shows. That they create,
1: but not we. We but, can't hear their accents. We right, want to hear right, their right. accents.
0: <laughs> we can't go over there and take their parts. That's the problem. That's right. <laughs> um, do, do you see anything on the horizon uh, besides like Netflix and Amazon um, that, that that might create some opportunity? Do you? Do you?
1: For me personally, or for actors whatever, in general? Whatever. Well, it's very promising this whole internet thing and webisodes and all that. Hmm. It's, it's just uh, people are working more in in, in in areas that we wouldn't even think of before. True, true. And, um, you know, and also writing. And I a lot of my friends are writing. I'm also uh, writing. I, I wrote two pilots with my uh, writing partner, Clive Hutchby, who he lives in England, actually.
0: Oh, so the, the technology uh, <laughs> is not completely against you, Olga. Yes, exactly. There's some positives to exactly. the technology. Yes.
1: <laughs> and, um, and so we have to do more of that and create our own jobs because you know it's it's a way to sort of still be in the game and, and compete and, yeah. and, and and show your creativity
0: it's uh it's 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 not easy but it's 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 then easy. It's, for right. the right people i think you just have to adapt with the times I, I you know that's it's it was a certain way before and now it's a new world and we have to sort of embrace it or or get left behind a little bit exactly
1: you have to you have to change yeah you do yeah no choice
0: (laughs) yeah um you're gonna stay in new york you think
1: well i really like new york yeah um it's not that i don't like la Mm -hmm. um it's just that it's it's a whole different animal people you know we we know the difference Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's very isolating over there you have to you know drive you, you absolutely need a car I drive mm-hmm. I do, do drive but to see a friend you have to drive 30 miles this way your agent is 40 miles the opposite way <laughs> to go you know and you have to and it's and New York is a little bit more it's more social it's easy to get you know get together with someone mm. I'll meet you I'll meet you today Mm-hmm. At, at, at two o'clock on the corner of you know this coffee shop.
0: Right. Even even us doing this today, you know, exactly. we, we, we we had to we had to reschedule it, but it was easy enough to just because I was here and I just ran uptown.
1: And I like that about New York. That yeah. it's Accessible. Yeah. And it, I I it's I also because of the type of person and actor that I am I I'm, I fit in more in New York. Mm-hmm. In In L A, you know, I don't have a boob job. I don't have <laughs> dyed blonde hair. I'm not thin. Um, you know,
0: I think I think New York loves you the way you are
1: exactly, and, and it seems and like I L.A. Love New York the way it is,
0: right? And I think it's, it seems like L.A. wants you to kind of, kind of, kind of. Sh- you got to get with the program yeah, in L.A. You that's, got to that's change. The your- sense I get, yeah, yeah. I, I hear so many stories, but it's like it's. it's I mean, you have seen
1: friends it, that move over there, and you, they're you like,
0: put it perfectly though, yeah.
1: Who are you? I don't recognize you anymore. <laughs> it is very strange, isn't it? And then you're, you're you got got to get your teeth done, you know yeah. the, the the laminates, whatever the thing. Yeah. And the you know the Botox and the bumbara bum, and it it's endless. Crazy, it's crazy. Endless anti aging, endless. And I you know I, I, this
0: is the second time that same subject has come up uh, in a row on this podcast, and I, I I would like to firmly state right now that I think we should be allowed to just just get old. And, and get, have jobs. Gracefully. Yes, I, I'm. I'm I, I I said it before, and I'll say it again. It's like I would love to watch people age gracefully. If I like them at 25, I'm probably going to like them at 55. And well,
1: just it's it's a big problem. Dave. Yeah.
0: Now I believe I'm 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 putting a very easy spin on it as if that, I can snap my fingers and fix it. But yeah, I mean it is a problem.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think European directors are a little bit more uh, lax, and they, they're, they're just more accepting of that, I mm-hmm. think.
0: Mm-hmm. If you watch
1: a European movie, you know, sure. you see the actors, they look like real people.
0: Yeah, yeah. Don't you
1: think? Absolutely. You
0: think? You know, I experienced it myself. I did, you know, it was a web series I did in, in Norway, and it's like they were like, oh, yeah, you could be a lead here in this in this web series. And I'm like, "What? what really? Are <laughs> you kidding? Why not? Yeah. But, exactly. But, but that, that's not something that necessarily would be – a given here for to say no, the least. So no. um, a little
1: bit more in New York maybe, but
0: yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: I don't know. Maybe think, maybe things are changing. I think they, I think, I think they're changing.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, it's like two years from now, we'll have to do another one of these. We'll have to see if
1: that, if that and particular we, aspect has changed all
0: of it. We're going to watch all of it.
1: Yes. And we're going to report
0: back in two years and we're going to talk about what changed, what didn't let's and, do it. and where things are going. Perfect. Awesome. Well, how do people get in touch with you? What's uh, do you have a social? Uh, I mean, an online presence like social I'm media. On,
1: I'm on. Twitter. Uh, the Olga Meredith. Don't ask me. My agent gave me that that <laughs> handle. I would have just said Olga Meredith, not the Olga Meredith. You don't think somebody else already had it? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, definitely. Awesome. Contact me. I would well, love to hear from you.
0: I think everyone will contact you.
1: It's really been a pleasure. Thank you so thank much you for doing so much.
0: this. It's an honor and thank you. Thank you. The amazingly sweet and humble Olga Meredith or Olga Meredith. Uh, she, she was, she's awesome. And, uh, after we did that interview, she contacted me. She goes, Yo, I really want to redo that because I, I think I was really, uh, asleep during the interview and I don't think I did very well. And, and, and as you heard, she's awesome. So I, she's so humble, so nice. Uh, and, and I had a great time talking to her. Don't forget, she'll be in the upcoming season of Orange is the New Black. Check that out. Uh, you, uh, can, uh, write, write letters to, uh, uh, FX and say, hey, you should have gone with uh, St. George because uh, that, that 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 was a good show that Olga uh, was was awesome in. And uh, if you want to find out more about Olga, you can go to her website olgamerediz.com That's O-L-G-A-M-E-R-E-D-I-Z.com. com uh, Olga Meredith or Olga Meredith, no matter how you pronounce it, that's where you can find her uh, on our website, bringyourownlunch.com I'm going to put up uh, videos of her appearance uh, on the uh, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, uh, doing that opening number from In the Heights, because I I love it and, and I want to share it with you, plus the commercial she and I did together. So look for that. Uh, also, you can find her on Twitter at the or the Olga Meredith or Meredith uh, at the Olga Merides, Uh T H E O L G A M E R. And of course, we'll have a link to that on the website as well. Thank you, Olga. It was a blast. And I am looking forward to talking to you again in two years so we can review how things are going. That about does it for another episode and edition of Bring Your Own Lunch. Thank you for being here for it. Of course, we want to thank also Banuba, banuba Banuba.net. Find out where the music for the beginning, middle and end of this show comes from and find out where the band will be, where they're going and download some of their music because they are great. NYSFSO.com. Find out the information for the New York Short Film Shootout 3 coming up on September 30th. That's Tuesday at 8 p.m. We will be returning to Treehouse Theater, Treehouse NYC, 154 West 29th Street, uh, TreehouseTheaterNYC.com for more information about the venue. But, of course, if you want to find out about the shootout itself, NYSFSO.com. Of course, as always, go to our website, bringyouroldlunch.com, for all the episodes of this program, past, present, and future, uh, presumably. Uh, we've we, we've had so many good guests. You can go back and, and relive some of the awesomeness that has happened thus far. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com, slash lunch, on Twitter, at BYOLpodcast. We will do uh, thanks for following Friday. Get yourself included in that. So follow us, and we will make you famous. And, of course, rate, review, subscribe, share on iTunes. That's the best way you can help us out right now um, and, and, and help us grow this thing. And, and we can all be growing together, which would be phenomenal. Stay tuned for the Jimmy Jack Cow Punch Hour, followed by Mansoor and the Fish. And for another week until next Tuesday when I bring you another fantastic guest from the world of entertainment. This is Dave. I'll see you next Tuesday.